It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sip it, yo Hot time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something I never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Why? Good, I'm glad. You've got nourishment. It's gonna be, we're gonna be doing some things. It's me! <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming. This is so weird. Oh, hi! Hi! <laughs> it's nice to be on your turf. This is cute. Thank you for having I was going to wear a different outfit. I was going to wear a dress. But it's tight. And you lot have rats. And I just need to make sure that I can run. I can run in heels. But if it was just holding me, like hitch up, hitch up, I wouldn't be able to. So with this, I can really, I can really get out. But not get out like that. But you know, not the sunken place, just out. So, um, yeah, but we're doing this. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Good. Don't tell me you're sleepy after eating wings. Come on, we've got things to do. We've got things to do. <laughs> we've got things to do. Lots of... Phil! Hey! <laughs> all right. So, first things first. While we're getting ourselves prepared, I'm going to do the intro and all of those bits in a, a minute. Can you see that website? Slido.com, hashtag S-Y-M-N-Y-C. Yeah, I'd like you to go on there. It's a warm-up because that's basically where I'm going to take the tarot questions from. But before the tarot questions, I just want to see how quickly you can type. All right? I want to see how quickly you can type. So for us to warm up while I'm doing all the other bits... I want you to use that and anonymously don't put your name. Anonymously means don't put your name. Please. All right. I want you to go on there and tell me about a time that you moved mad and people didn't know it was you that moved mad. Yeah. You did something wild and people didn't know it was you. So keep it concise because sometimes you lot write in and it's a long story. You don't have time. We haven't got that time. Keep it, keep it concise. Keep it succinct, all right? A time that you moved mad and nobody knew it was you. Remember that your friends are with you. So if there's a way that they could know that it was you, you sense, you sense. All right, so that's where we'll start. And Annie will be sending me the questions as you bring them in. All right, so because Annie's doing that, I guess I have to do like the official, official sort of like, it's me. Well, let's see how your vocal cords are doing pause um it is me Kelechi in the place to be and you are here at SYM officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what well done I love that I love that love that thank you so much we are off to a great start <laughs> Somebody's hearing it for the first time. They're like, what? 
<laughs> well, it's our secret. You now know what it officially means. So, all right, let me see what you've sent in. Annie, have you sent me anything? Why are you being shy? Nobody will know it's you, you know. Or are you writing? Because some of you are really typing. Hide your phone from your friend. Jesus. Anyway. Huh? <laughs> There's somebody here I'm going to talk about shortly. Anyway. Huh? Go ahead. <laughs> there is a British accent here that is really Britishing. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> But I'm really, really happy that we're doing this. We've got Jade and Kia in the house. So they'll be joining us shortly. From Getting Grown Podcast, we're going to have a great, great time. I cannot wait. It's been great being in New York so far. I thought I'd be here for longer. So I really wanted to see some people, go and hang out with some people. But I've got to get back to do some things. So tonight, we make the most of tonight. Yes? Right. So... <laughs> so, I'm just seeing people and I'm like, oh, this is... All right, so, first things first. I won't say too much because I wanted to say something, but I was just like, I won't say too much. Let's get started. If that case, can you send me your tarot questions? Because it feels like some of you are really, really typing. You're going to send me your tarot questions. You're preparing for the tarot questions. And I'm only going to choose one. So you really could have shown yourself before and then you waited. But I'm just going to go straight into the tarot. And Veronica's there. Veronica will be going around with the mic later on. That's Veronica waving now, standing up. So Veronica, baby girl, will be helping with the things. Um, how's everybody feeling? Like, what's New York's vibe? Because I can't just be coming here and talking about my things. Like, how are your things happening? What's going on over here? Madness. Madness. Um, do you lot know about the King's coronation that's going to be happening soon? What do you mean? I thought you'd be excited. I thought you'd love that. All that pomp and pageantry, No. Oh, I thought you'd want to see like the OG colonizer. Oh, that's unfortunate. I mean, we all know how I feel about them, so I won't even go into that. But I'm super excited. I'm just opening up lots of decks of cards right now for us to use. Um, have we got questions for the tarot? Oh, I've got, okay. So now you're responding. So you're warming up. I like it. So maybe somebody had to pop to the toilet to write that. Um, I want to know, I want to know your name. Why you gonna be anonymous? <laughs> My boss kept moving mad to me. So I anonymously sent a box of horse shit to the office address to her with the note. If you're talking shit, better eat it. <laughs> Jade said, where the fuck do you order horse shit? 
Jane wasn't even surprised. She was like, but where, where do we do them? Just in case somebody wanted to know. <laughs> that, is, that is really something. I was thinking for a moment, was I the boss? No, it wasn't me. I received horseshit, but it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Um, somebody else wrote, um, oh, is that the tarot question? Is that the only tarot question we got? Can I see the others? Send me all of the things. I want to see more. I need variety. Who's had a tarot reading done before? Why, why were you scared? Your parents aren't here. I said, have you had a tarot reading? It's fine. It's okay. We are all demons together. <laughs> it's fine. All right, what's this one? Um... Why? This is what's so interesting, and I'm going to address this, right? A lot of black women, when it comes to um, tarot, they always ask about career. You don't want to know about career. You don't, because whenever the cards come out, it's always to do with loving things. It's always to do with romance. My romantic things. Um, Anonymous says, my school was moving mad. So I organized a group of students to write and share an open letter with the student body uh, with a list of demands for change. That wasn't, that's good. That's good, right? That's progress, that's progress. I wanted something horrendous. Huh? Mad. <laughs> um, what else have we got here? Everyone's so concerned about career. I get it. I get it. I understand. Is it, is it because everything's expensive? Wow. That's the loudest you've been. You went, yes. Go. Fuck. <laughs> okay. All right. So you want us to look at career? <laughs> yes. So who said no? Huh? All right, so we'll do a bit of career and we'll do a bit of love. Okay. Eh? Trash. You want trash and mess from the tarot? <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. Rubbish. All right, cool. So I'm just going through all the things that I have here. All right, I'm going to choose for you. Okay, so tarot. Who can shuffle for me? Thank you. So Jade is shuffling for us. And the intention, the collective intention is what should, what's the advice generally about um, while you are shuffling like you play that poker? <laughs> what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's Jade. That's Jade. <laughs> that is shuffling beyond shuffling. All right, so our question for spirit that I'm putting forward is um, what's the general advice around Korea right now for the people there in New York that are clearly concerned about what is going on? I feel like I already intuitively know from picking up um, on the energies. Could you pick me four cards, please? Yes. Four cards. When you are over shuffling, that's what happened. <laughs> 
<laughs> Two, so that's three. And then four. All right, if you turn them over for me. All right. Thank you. Yeah, 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 thanks. All right, so the card that I'm going to read first is the Ace of Wands. All right, so we've got the Ace of Wands, we've got the Lovers card, we've got the Empress card, and we've got the Six of Swords. So I'll start with the Ace of Wands. We have this conversation often if we're talking about career. People aren't angry enough. It sounds so mad, right? But the the majority of people in this room, I would say that you probably identify as black, right? Right. And so there's something to do with um, repressing your anger, not feeling it, and then wondering why your career isn't popping the way that you want your career to pop off. There is, and it all links to the message as a whole, but your anger, you've got to think about it as um, fertilizer. Anger, we've been taught and we've been socialized to believe that anger is super destructive, it ruins everything, but what if you can redirect, what if you can alchemize that anger to do the things that you need to get done? Because while the anger stays like stagnant, repressed in your system, you're not going to be able to move forward. It's like this blockade that's stopping you from doing the thing that you need to do. I'm not saying that you need to go out there and clot somebody. I'm not saying you need to go out there and punch somebody in the face. What I'm saying is that you need to understand that things, like you lot just said to me, things are hard. Yeah? So you acknowledge that things are hard, but you let that stay in a cerebral place. You don't let it go down into your body. You don't actually feel the anger because you're scared to feel the anger. But if you don't feel the anger, then it doesn't go anywhere. And then you can't do the things that you need to do. So we've got the lover's card here that what you are seeking is also seeking you. Like the kind of career the things that you want it's also looking for you it's right there like when you really really deep it the things that you want are already in existence right you just have to go and do what the fuck it is that you need to do to be aligned to it but if you stay tethered to anger that you're refusing to feel you can't go anywhere and so your destiny is, and I feel like some people say that your calling will always call you. But I think that there's a particular point where your calling gets tired. And your calling is like, look, I asked you five times, my G, five times. I will ask you one more time. And if you stay in that nine to five, fuck you. No, but honestly, your, your calling will still be there. It will still be hanging around. But I promise you, like, the sooner you get going with your calling, the more time you have to enjoy it. None of us know how long we've got in this life. And so you're wasting time, wasting time doing the thing that's calling to you because you're scared of what, who's going to say exactly. At this point, who can really beat you? Maybe some people. But who, who can, <laughs> but who can really flog you? Like, do the thing. Like, do it. And if it's failure that you're scared of, so? So? White people fail all the time. And then they get more money. Like, like, <laughs> like, Think of all of these like tech bros, these Silicon Valley bros. They will come to you and be like, yeah, so venture capitalism, like, do you want to invest in my thing? And they get $20 million invested in their thing and the thing crashes to the ground. And they're like, whoa, 
need to do it again and people give them more money. Right? Literally. Failing upwards. And I know that you can be like, oh, but there's nuance, there, was, there are nuances and there are intricacies to people who are allowed to do that. But I'm just, when I look at the cards, as they are with Takia and her calamari, um, <laughs> when I look at the cards, you're, you're being asked to be more audacious because we've got the Empress card here. Like, you've got to be more audacious. Obviously, I'm not saying this on a woo-woo vibe. Like, we know that the world is mad. Like, we know that the world is mad. I get it. But... Who are you playing small for exactly? Like, what's really, what's going to happen? Six of, so we've got the Empress card there, and it says that some of these things that you're thinking about, maybe stop telling people who are close to you. <laughs> the reason being, the reason being, Sometimes you really, really value the opinions of the people who are very, very close to you. But just because they're close to you does not mean that they can see what you can see. Like they can't. Thanks. So you go and tell them, oh, I've got this idea, right? What about if we get um, double-sided tick tape and we blast it into the stratosphere? Big up yourself, Annie. Um, <laughs> and we blast it off into the stratosphere. They can turn to you and be like, bitch, What? That, it makes no fucking sense to me, fine. But maybe it's something that you're, you're meant to do. And I say all of the time, like, if I said to somebody, I'm going to start a podcast, it's going to officially be called Say Your Mind, unofficially it's going to be called Suck Your Mum. They would have been like, Kelechi, Kelechi, maybe not. Think about a name that's marketable. Think about a name that's like, but I'm doing all right. You know, like, I feel like I'm doing all right. So, uh, <laughs> so that's why I'm saying like, the message is very clear. Like some people, no matter how much you love them, your mom, your auntie, your sister, your friend, your, like your, your, your partner, whatever, maybe don't tell them. Give it a, like, let it sit with you because the Empress card is there. The Empress card is usually depicted as um, a person who's pregnant. If you think about the stages of pregnancy, the, that miracle is done in darkness. And so... Sometimes, and I, I feel like I'm being dragged here, so I'm really having to take time to say what I'm saying to you. I'm one of them people that before something happens, I've already called one of my friends and like, guess what? Guess what? And then you're talking about it. And not that the friend is bad vibes, but maybe you've spoken the thing about the thing prematurely. You haven't even allowed the destiny of that thing to settle in this physical realm. You've already started talking like a talker. And then, then... Now you've allowed other energies and other um, versions of realities to impact that thing and it hasn't even settled here. It's not even comfortable in this physical realm yet and you've just been chatting. So give the thing time to settle in the physical realm. Then you can talk. And sometimes some people will think that you're snaky for that. Like, wow, wow. So you were really working on that the whole time and you didn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Because if they love you, they'll understand that some things are just close to your heart and they need to stay there before it's time for all of the things to go on. Like, that is just what it is. Um, and then the Six of Swords, I'm looking at 
um, the image is of a person sitting in a boat and they're being um, rowed away somewhere else. The Six of Swords is about our mentality, the things that we do to hold ourselves back. Like, why don't you think you're great? Like, who are you waiting for to give you permission that you can do this thing? Like, self-doubt. Are you all right there? (laughs) You were like, wow. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Self-doubt is really, really a motherfucker. You can't, like, if you're waiting for somebody to give you permission to do the thing that you need to do, here's your permission. Go and do the thing. Like, go and do it. Like, because I, (laughs) it sounds really um, depressing, but it's not. You have to remember that nobody's coming to save us. Nobody. So if you are waiting for this world to magically change overnight and then suddenly all your paths are open and you can cut through, that's not happening. So you're going to have to cut through regardless. And so whatever voices are going on in your head, like you're not cute enough, you're not smart enough, you're not this, you're not that. First of all, you need to ask yourself, whose voice is that? Because I promise you, it's usually not your actual voice. There's somewhere, there's some somewhere in your past, somewhere in your upbringing, somewhere in your formative years, you've picked up a voice that is not yours, that is yourself, that um, is the manifestation of your self-limiting beliefs. If you care about yourself enough, you have to tell that voice to fuck off. Yeah. So when we're talking about career, that's literally what it's saying to you about career. You have to keep it to yourself and cut through. Like whatever the idea is, I promise you we need it. Another red velvet cake. Okay, let's do it. Why not? How many red velvet cakes are we going to have? Let's, let's have another one. Your red velvet cake might be the one. Yeah. Makeup artist. Your cut crease might be that girl. Yeah? Just do it. The reason I say that is because I promise you, as many people as there are that do one thing, it is only your own energetic imprint that makes something what it is. When people talk about USP, USP, in a capitalist sense, they're doing what they're doing. But you specifically have been created. You are divine. You are such an individual. There is nobody. I was going to sing gospel songs and then I held myself back. The spirit was really entering me. (laughs) But there is literally nobody else like you. So if you touch something, that is your soul's imprint on that thing. It can look like somebody else's, but the destiny that it took to get to that place is not like anybody else's. So do what you're doing. Like, don't doubt yourself and be like, oh, but somebody else has already got that business. Yeah, they've got that. With their energetic imprint, they're not going to get all of the people them. They're going to get the people that they get. So there's still space for you. And the only reason that we will believe that there isn't space for us is because we're living in a capitalist society that makes us focus on lack, lack, lack. You're not lacking anything. So just do it. So that's your career advice. Do you feel okay with that? Good. I love your outfit. Um, let's look at love. Love. So many things I got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how. Cause there's a possibility you'll look at me differently, love. It was a solo, but fine. You all decided to join in. Suddenly it was a group project. (laughs) 
Beautiful voices. I love that for us. I love that we're on the same page. I was just checking who was here. That was a vibe check. If, if people weren't singing along, I'd be like... <laughs> so, love, please, Jade. Yeah, so we clear those out. And then for love, I'm going to pick one card from here as well. And if you're looking at this book, this is my book that's coming out in September. Thank you. It's called The Edge of Here. Well, Edge of Here. They told me to take off the the, but I think the the really adds zhuzh. It really does. But they're like, no, Kelechi. It's Edge of Here. Fine. Sorry, my publishers are probably watching. Sorry, I wasn't taking a piss. (laughs) Um, Speculative fiction, celebrating black womanhood, looking at tech, looking at the ways that tech is going to affect black women. And so... But it's, it's not doom and gloom. It's sexy. There's some sex in there. I'll put some sex in there. It's really spicy. It's really juicy. Can't wait for my mum to read it. That'll be interesting. She'll just call and be like, Kelechi. Kelechi, what's this fornication that you have put? <laughs> I'm just adding the cute things. All right, so I'm going to tell you the card that I've instantly got for, for love. I got number six. Oh, shit. Number six, it's got like um, a fortune cookie and um, that's on a chessboard. And it says, not for you. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming. (laughs) It's been real. All right, let's see what it says. Let's see what it says for not for you. Um... A clear knowing that something is being denied you. Rejection is God's protection. Aww. Who's been rejected? Don't put your hands up. Don't bet yourself up. Don't do that to yourself. Don't bet yourself up. Bet yourself up. Um, let's see what it says. The Oracle's message. There are times when it appears that no matter how deeply you desire something, no matter how hard you work at something, the result you seek always seems to elude you. It's as if you don't really get to be in the game and you feel you're just watching from the sidelines. Oh, baby. That was a scream of agony. I'm so sorry. Um, The appearance of this card indicates that you are not going to attain what you want right now. That indeed, your dreams for that exact thing will not be fulfilled. This is a time to radically accept that not everything is available to you when you want it. Take heart, for there are benevolent forces who desire the best for you. Leave me out of it. Um, They desire the best for you and have a much clearer idea of what is for your highest good. Rejection is God's protection. Something much better that will make you truly happy is on its way. Trust this. Well... And that's confirmed by the cards that I see in front of me now. Thank you, Jade. <laughs> so we've got here the King of Pentacles. Um, this is non-gender specific. It's not specific even in terms of sexuality. Don't care. You know, that's not... We are here. We're talking about souls. We're talking about us transcending. We're talking about our own elevation, right? Some of you, when you want to attract someone, you lower your value, like you lower your worth because I um, I guess you feel like, oh, I, <laughs> I guess you feel like, oh, it's probably going to be challenging. <laughs> Not the hand 
on the cheek. Like, yeah, go on. This one's for me, guys. You can sit this one out. Go on. Um, no, we've got to talk about it. You've got to seek your equal. You've got to seek your equal. And I know that it can be lonely in the process of finding your equal. And what the equal means, we're not necessarily talking about finances. We're talking about somebody that is equally, or people, because some people are doing the polyamorous thing, big up yourselves. Um, (laughs) You're like, I'm going to let them know that I'm here. All right? But really, truly, you've got to seek your equal. What is all of this like? Oh, you know, I'm just going to have to make do with what's around. If your genitalia is not tingling, if your heart is not doing, then, then what? Then what? And the reason I say that is because there comes a day, what, um, I've used the quote many times before, but they say that the happiest and the saddest day of your life will be the day that you meet yourself, yeah? And so there's going to be one day that you've settled and you've settled and you've settled and you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, fuck. Don't you deserve to feel the type of love that feels safe, that you wake up and you're like, I mean, that's... You know, that like you're settled. That's not to say that you're not going to have challenges, but don't let your challenges be that they're, they're nose diving into people's DMs. Like, do you know the worst? Now, let me tell you, I'm deviating, but you know me already. I'm deviating, but stay with me. Do you know when I can fight somebody? When I can fight somebody is if you are trying to cheat and the people don't want you. (laughs) If you are sending DMs and the people are ignoring you, fuck you. You didn't even try hard enough. What the fuck? At least let me see that you're getting a response, but you're trying to cheat and they don't want you. So what the fuck did I do? So I'm with the person that nobody wants. And you're actively trying to move and they're telling you stay. Like, at least, at least get a response. At least make me feel like, oh, so the people do want you outside as well. You are, you are, you are, you know, you are hot things. Like people do. Not this one that you're like, hey babes. And they're like, please don't message me again. No, but seriously, seriously, you have to seek your equal. And I know that that feels threatening. I know that that feels scary. But some of the things that we don't talk about enough is that sometimes a lot of these relationships, they're about power. Sometimes you date people knowing that you're way more intelligent than they are. And then you find security in that they're not as intelligent as you are. And you're like, oh, maybe this will mean that they stay. But dumb people can leave too. (laughs) and in fact because they're not doing academia the way that you're doing academia they're like I'm all by they don't have time they're not going to start hypothesizing and doing all the things that you're doing they're like look I'm I'm, I'm bored bye you're the one that's going to be there and be like oh but what's the meaning of life maybe I should stay with this person they don't give a fuck seek your equal it's scary think about who you are right now in all of your glory and think about a counterpart to you. Think about somebody that complements your energy and go with that feeling that in, like intuitively, that instinctively, that feeling that comes up. If you feel a bit scared, that is the thing that you need to address. Why are you scared to meet somebody that is equally as powerful as you? Like, why are you scared that they're going to leave? Are you not bad enough for the person to stay? And also, it's understanding that in life, energies undulate. Like, people move in waves. 
And you've got to trust in life, trust in your divinity in life, in, in enough that things will come and go. Yeah? And whatever leaves you didn't actually leave. You had the experience. Let the experience be what it is. That's the message. You had the experience. Let the experience be what it is. Because I'm looking at the four of cups here. That sometimes some of you don't even want to accept an experience because you're just like, oh, well, I don't see where it's going. I don't see how it's going to last. But maybe it's just meant to be for your soul growth right then and there. Why are you trying to do up 15 years from now? If what's necessary to unlock, because we've got the world card here, if what's necessary to unlock the next level of your evolution is to have this experience, why can't you let the experience be what it is? Like, you're not meant to stay with some soulmates forever. They do something, they trigger something, you experience something, you take that lesson and you move right on along. Like, nobody belongs to you. And you also don't belong to anybody. Yeah? So, like, let yourself have those things and don't be so... Just don't be so shook. Um, the seven of wands is catching my eye here as well, where all of that work, all of that work, you're putting all of these things in place. And let me tell you, your self-improvement yourself to death. <laughs> self-improvement. So I'm just healing. I'm just healing. I'm just trying to be a better... And I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah? How long are we going to self-improve? <laughs> there are people out there that haven't improved self and they're presidents. Like, we've improved enough. Like, for now, let's chill where we are. We've improved enough. Yeah? And so I think that sometimes we do this intellectual bypassing or spiritual bypassing where we're like, we're constantly working on ourselves and not thinking about the fact that because we are constantly working on ourselves, what we're saying is that at any stage, we're not ever good enough. Maybe there's a point where you're like, this is where I'm at. That radical acceptance that that I mentioned, this is where I'm at. And let me just enjoy this stage before I think about any other stages. But to constantly be working on yourself is actually a distraction from living your life because you're too, you don't want to just be like, oh, this is where I'm at and let me just have this life. So I, I implore all of us to radically accept ourselves as we are, as the flawed, complex, contradictory beings that we are. We're cool. Like, we're cool. It's all right. Yeah? If Trump can do what he was doing, Omar... We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. How's that landing for the love? I feel like I'm happy with that. I feel like the message. Thank you, Jade. Your hands are really powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. okay. Oh, uh, so I guess it's a wild card message. Whatever I see is whatever I say. Yeah. Wild card message, wherever it is, that's why I say it. So whoever needs this message that's been really trying to telepathically speak to me, stop. Um, oh. Ten of swords. <laughs> Ten of swords. Ten of swords. Rest. It's like we're literally talking about this. Yes, Rest. Because the Ten of Swords speaks to mental depletion, mental exhaustion, yeah? Do you need to be available all the time when your boss is looking for you? (laughs) Jane says, I don't know how this became about me. But Ten of Swords is really that energy of like, Mind out before you find out. Yeah? 
And that is so important with Saturn in Pisces. You know, I'm going to bring that astrology into it. Saturn goes into Pisces. Saturn that likes order, that likes discipline, that likes all of these things, goes into a water sign like Pisces. And Pisces believes... (laughs) Are you cancer? No, you're not cancer. Are you Scorpio? No. Virgo, that's your people. (laughs) Kevin Moroski, that's your... <laughs> Crystal is here giving us the things. Big up yourself, Crystal. <laughs> so, Saturn in Pisces. Saturn, wherever and um, wherever Pisces, whichever house that Pisces falls in for you, you're still gonna find that you're coming back to the same message, regardless. It doesn't matter which house it is, that you're going to need to learn how to rest. You're going to need to learn how to rest. For you to be able to do the things that you need to do, you're going to need, or you've got, (laughs) you're going to need to learn how to rest because this is a sign for burnout. And we know that we live in a capitalist society where our worth is based on how productive we are. Jade, is this a drag? (laughs) People are like, Jade, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we're going to need to, we're really, really, really going to need to figure out how we balance that work-life dynamic. Because more time, your work has become your life. And do you know yourself outside of, I'm uh, a CEO of da-da-da-da-da, or my title is da-da-da-da. If you lost your titles tomorrow, who are you outside of your titles? Do you know? Do you, like, do you know who you are? That's what you need to consider because there's so much more to you than the labels that you've taken on to give yourself or to make yourself feel like you have some worth. Your worth is beyond the labels that um, give other humans an indicator that you're worth something. All right? So start thinking about that. Like Saturn in Pisces, who are you when you are not being I, when you're being a part of the collective? What energy do you contribute? Because if you don't think about that and you focus solely on the I, solely on the ego, you're going to burn out and you will not have community there to help you. So think about you and what you are offering the collective by being your whole last self and it will be repaid to you over the next two and a half years. So really consider it because nobody wants to burn out. It's not worth it in this Babylon. All right? Anyway, Crystal has a mic. (laughs) Hit me with it. Yes, it's very true, darlings. (laughs) This accent. Yes, the most amazing things are happening this evening with the girls. (laughs) We're doing the most incredible things, honestly. (laughs) And could everyone please just give it up one time for Kalechi? <laughs> My darling, darling Darist. She's quite literally killing the stage tonight. <laughs> and I could not be more proud. Thank you, Crystal. Yes, you're welcome, darling. So please just escort two members up next for two her. Thank for you. the for the next segment, my dear, and when you know, whenever you're ready for Bake Off, my darling, Bake Off for Paul and Prue, just let me know, dear, Thank and I'll you. be here for that as well. Thank you. You're right, girl. You're right. Now, so that means that it's time for share your magnificence. Thank you. So much. I'm translating. Thank you, Crystal. I'm translating what that was. 
So that was rather apt. Because I wouldn't have started the podcast had it actually not been for the read. So, big up, Crystal. Thank you. All right, so I'm now... <laughs> I'm now looking for your the people that you want to big up for Share Your Magnificence. You've got 60 seconds. 60. Not 90. 60 seconds for whoever you want to big up that's your shit that you want to share their magnificence. Um, who's got their hand up? Oh, over here. So Veronica's coming with the mic. Veronica, you're wearing heels. You're going to work over here. I can run in heels. Thank you. All right, give it to me. Hello, good to be here. Um, my share of your magnificence is for my bestie, my Virgo king, um, Kenneth, who is... It's not you. And, and also, well, he's, he's my Virgo king, UK. Hi, Kenneth. <laughs> You're your Virgo UK king. <laughs> um, who will be going to graduate school this fall. It has been... Um, he's one of the most talented dedicated actors i know Aww. and and um so many schools have been remiss in recognizing that and so the one that's getting him this fall will be very lucky and i i think he's a magnificent human being and he makes me a better person and i love you congratulations Aww. two slaps on your chest that's amazing thank you thank you all right who else have i got but over here over here you're really across the room. Sorry, Veronica. It's okay. I don't mind. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, hi, Kalechi. Uh, so I have two share your magnificences, but um, the first one will be quick. Yeah. So the first one is for my mom. She's just been such like an amazing support in my oh, life. Mom. And she was, she actually drove me to the airport so I could get here. So, <laughs> um, I'm coming from Canada, by the way, so I, you're not the only international person here. Um, uh, and then my second share, share your magnificence is for a community organization called ACCN Toronto, so African Canadian Christian Network. It's led by a black woman named Cheryl Lewis, and for the past 15 years, they've had an independent school program that has sent over 100 black youth to some of the top uh, private schools and independent schools across the GTA. And recently, in the last five years, they've started a robotics team in all black robotics team that actually made it to the provincial competitions for the robotics organization this year so just doing amazing things to support black youth and support black parents who are black and immigrant parents who are new to Canada and don't necessarily know um, the ins and outs of the child welfare system and everything so yeah that's it <laughs> that was great you did that you you did that 60 seconds that was amazing thank you we need to do a double share your magnificence for her because she she did two in 60 seconds yes but also this baby girl came from toronto for tonight thank you thank you who do we have next over here hi kalechi hi my, my name is afra and i want to get how do you call it magnificent yeah Share your magnificence. I want to share magnificence of our friend Kim Brown. Um, she, has, she has an awesome show on YouTube called Burn It Down with Kim Brown. And she's been fangirling about collecting and say your mind for like over a year, I think now. Aww. Like she told all of us about it, all of her supporters. Like there's a few thousand of us, I think. Yeah. And we were, and so we came here from DC oh, to see the show. And wait, and from Dallas and from North Carolina. Wow. Yeah, and I'm from Brooklyn, but I came from DC too. So we just. <laughs> 
So we, so we just love you. Kim needs to, she wants to do an interview with you. And I've been telling her for like a year and a half to like send you a message. So now this is your DM. She wants to message you. All right, Kim, we're going to do it. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Big up your friends. All right, we're going to do it. So Annie, we need to set that, set that up. Thank you. Thank you. All right, one over here. Hello, Kalechi. My name's Amanda. I'm from Brooklyn, but originally from Brixton. So, my share, Your Magnificence, is for you because I started listening to your podcast, I want to say 2019, 2018. And for many reasons, I couldn't go back to Britain. Mm. And you had your live shows in London, and I was like, oh, God, hopefully one day I can fly over. And so January, when I plugged, like, listened to the podcast, and you said you were coming, I was like, oh, my God, you're coming. (laughs) So to actually be here, see you, like, every Monday, like, I listen to your podcast as I'm going to work to fight the fight. And it really gets me through the week. So I just want to say thank you, big up. I'm Thank so you. proud of you, Thank South you. London to the fullest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Crystal has another one. There's someone there, and then we're gonna come back to Crystal. Do you wanna you wanna do the British accent? That's it, you know. <laughs> That's all you wanna do. <laughs> Hi, Kalechi. Um, I've written into you twice on the pod before. So, like, I'm Brie, so I don't know. Hi, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Um, so, one, every time I write to you, I always like to remember that my Native American mother is always, like, greet your elders and be respectful. So, one, just thank you. I know, thank like, you. airplane tickets are not cheap. So, it's thank on. you for <laughs> crossing the pond. Um, share my nick. My sheer magnificence is for two people. You're the first one. Thank I had you. written to you around episode 225. My company had like went under and I was one of like 40 people who had like words let off. Um, and I had written to you, you know, asking for just guidance and like what the cards were showing. And you have basically said like, remember who you are and ask for coin. And when I had heard the episode, I had just gotten an offer from a company that paid me double that I had asked for. And when you had said to me, like, own your stuff, like, oh, my God. They, two weeks after me getting the offer, I was in Milan, all expenses paid, cute little work trip. So thank you. And then to my little cousin who is graduating summa cool now from Spelman, um, which is the number one HBCU, and she's listening to the pod. So share, like, girl, get your bag. Love it. All yes, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. The tarot, the tarot, really be tarrowing. So you make sure that you get your messages. Like, make sure. Who else is that? Is that everybody? Have I got, oh, somebody's, oh, two, pe- two people over here. So, yeah, over there and then come over here. Thank you. Nice and loud, please, right into the mic. Hi, Kalechi. Hi. I'm Tani's mom. So, come to to see you. who had a baby boy four Aww. weeks ago. She's doing fantastically. And if she hadn't had the baby, she would have been here too. Aww. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. And my love to her. Congratulations. Okay, yeah. Here you go, love. Hi, Kalechi. Hi. 
My name is Ariola, and you just did, did a reading for me last week, which was oh, yes. amazing. So Thank my you. sheer magnificence is you. <laughs> you are amazing. Thank you. You help so much, and you're your authentic self, which gives us a lot of bravery, and it gives me a lot of bravery. And I came all the way from D.C. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you're just incredible. And you just always give me so much hope and joy. And I just hope that you continue being yourself always and forever. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. So that, I feel like that is that for Share Your Magnificence. I'll say, have your food for a little bit. Have your drinks. Kristen, what are you going to say? <laughs> can simply suck it but (laughs) I just want to say as an American as someone who watches a lot of uh, I know as someone who's who watches a lot of Bake Off and as someone who sometimes sees the international news yeah I just want it to say (laughs) no 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 I just want to say Kalachi darling we're so no 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 I want it to say we're honored to have you here in Manhattan. Thank you. Yes, here at SOBs. Thank you so much for being here. Thank and you we're for so having me. Honored, we're honored to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to take a break. Thank you, Crystal. We're going to take a break and then we're going straight in with Jade and Kia for So You Mad because there is things to cover. There are subjects that we need. So it's literally, I would say, five minutes. Because we started, because we had to wait for the people that took their time. So, five minute break. And then, get the merch. If you need to get some merch, remember to pick up the merch. And then we're going to go right into So You Mad. And then eventually, Straw of the Week. But before we close, let's sing. We're singing this downstairs. I want to see what the harmonies are like. Oh, my life. Where is it? Like... Harmonize. Let's get it. What, what? Go there, gal. Hey. minutes and we go again all right thank you (laughs) this week's episode slash i guess the live show sort of i mean they didn't do exclusively but anyway this week's episode is sponsored by dipsy so spring is about to sprung or sprang whichever one it is so this might be the time that you decide that you want to explore yourself sexually sexually and why not do it with dipsy So Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They're radically inclusive. So they've got lots of people of color that are reading their stories and you get new content that's released every week. So in between listening to your favorite things, you can listen to new things. They've got soothing sleep stories as well. So you might not want wellness sessions and 
You might want sexy stories that you can actually read because maybe you don't want someone chatting in your earlobes. Do they chat in your earlobe or do they chat in your eardrums? You know what I mean. Anyway, for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash straws. That's D-I-P-S-E-A stories. You know how to spell stories. Dot com slash straws. Dipsystories.com slash straws. Anyway, go and get your sexy on. Now, get back to the show. All right, so we're about to move into our So You Mad segment. I'm going to have Jade and Kia join me. And as you know, the So You Mad segment is for all the madness that we see happening in and around the place. But before that, it would be very mad of me if I didn't do a quick land acknowledgement because we're on other people's land. All right. So thank you, Andy, for making sure I have this. So just going to read this quickly because it's important to acknowledge where we are that it had previous names before we gave whatever names that it currently has. All right, so it says here, um, and people them, excuse my pronunciations, I tried. The land upon which we gather is part of the traditional territory of the Leni Lenape called um, Lenape Hoki. The Lenape people lived in harmony with one another upon this territory for thousands of years. During the colonial era and early federal period, many were removed west and north, but some also remain among the continuing historical tribal communities of the region. The Nanticoke Leni Lenape Tribal Nation, the Ramapo Lenape Nation, and the Powhatan Lenape Nation, and the Nanticoke of Millsboro. Uh, let me make sure I've got this. Mills, um, where is it? Uh, uh, Millsboro, Delaware, and the Lenape of Cheswell, Delaware, we acknowledge the Lenin Lenape as the original people of this land and their continuing relationship with their territory. In our acknowledgement of the continued presence of Lenape, uh, Lenape people in their homeland, we affirm the aspiration of the great Lenape chief, Tamanent, that there be harmony between the indigenous people of this land and the descendants of the immigrants to this land, as long as the rivers and creeks flow and the sun, moon, and stars shine. That's it. Thanks. So we just can't just be rolling up and not saying the thing. So that's important. Anyway, now we get into the things. Now, you know how much I love the baby girls of Getting Grown podcast. So we have to big up these supremely intelligent, fantastic, kind, thoughtful, talented Women, Jade and Kia, join me, join me, <laughs> giving outfit, oh my god, we're here, <laughs> pardon her, she's Thank a little you. saucy, Crystal, in case you, yeah. yes, <laughs> all right, so, Thank both, you. thank you both for joining me. Yeah. How are you both? Good. Grills! You? Hey! <laughs> you wanna see my grill? You wanna see my life? Yes. I don't have a grill, but hey, everybody. <laughs> so she has a PhD, so that's <laughs> even better. All right. Balance. Balance. Balance, Balance. Okay. yes. Duality. Yes. But no, I'm so, so glad that you both could be here with me this evening. It's an honor to have you here. Wouldn't be so anywhere else. Wouldn't be anywhere Wouldn't. else. Are you coming through in September to my London show? I mean, I think so. I yes. think I'm going to come. 
The answer is yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. Yes. That's right, Toya. That's going to be fun. That's going to be... That's going to be a lot. Everybody say hey to my best friend, Toya. Say hey, Toya. Hey. Well, if she's doing nothing, I got to shout out my husband. That's my brother. That's my brother for real right there. I love that. Literally your brother? Literally. Literally. I mean, through, Literally. The, through the diaspora, Kalechi, through the diaspora. Do the, okay. So I've got some, I've got some things for you. Oh, we have things. Because, um, you know, well, I've got you gifts, but, you know, I'll give that to you oh, later. I love a gift. Yeah. I got you um, some tea as well. I went to Sacred Vibes Apothecary. Joy, the tea is because I was like, why not? You know, more joy, my more joy. We yeah. love Does tea at the kitchen it? table. <laughs> we frequent the tea down to the kitchen we table. Do. Yes, mine has weed. Kia's doesn't. But okay, that's not good. okay. It's good to know. Good to know. All right, so um, lots of mad things have been happening. I'd love your take on it. All right. Um, which one should we start with? Um, okay. I don't. Have you heard of Tim Westwood? Um, you sh- oh, don't, don't everybody's kind of like, yuck. Shall I give you a quick rundown? That yes, would be please. helpful. That would help me. Hit me. Okay. Help me. All right. So, um, Kason, do you want to help me with the rundown of Tim Westwood? All right. Oh, wow. I would get up, but I can't do it easily. Um, in short, he is a cunt. He's a pedophile. He is a old white prick. And he deserves to die today. Slowly or quick? <laughs> so I'll just flesh that out a Thank little you. bit. Thank you so much. I, 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 that's where we start. That's the foundation. A little backstory right. would be helpful. So Tim Westwood is a very old man. He's a DJ. He's the white man. DJ DJs hip-hop. And people credit him in the UK as being the one that brought hip-hop to the UK. Fascinating. And so when we had the UK version of Pimp My Ride, it was him that was doing it. Because you lot had Exhibit in it. I was like, is he British Exhibit? Like, what's happening? He he could never be the British Exhibit. He's like, I wouldn't even say he's Exhibition. (laughs) 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 He's like a classic car show. I don't know. But when the cars are run down and rusty. (laughs) So... So, um, very much a caricature, very much like co-opting the thing. Like his favorite phrases would be like, yeah, baby, we're here in the UK, bringing the artist to you from the US. Yeah, baby. How dreadful. But the worrying thing, you don't need to worry about all of that. What you need to worry about with Tim Westwood is that he liked them very, very young black girls. Problematic. Oh, Marcus Houston, correct. Oh, wait on it. Wait on it, Mandy. But Marcus Houston is like 40-odd, right? He's 40-ish. Tim Westwood is 60. He's close to 70. Like, he was out here moving around before the Berlin Wall fell. Like, I think that certain treaties hadn't even been signed after World War II. He was out here, like, already. So, yeah. But... He used to work as a DJ for the BBC. And for some reason, we would hope, we would hope, but I'm yet to see them. Um, But yeah, he was working with them and they somehow overlooked. They didn't see. Somehow they never saw him doing all of these things to these young black girls. Recently, due to the amazing work of um, some journalists at the BBC and as well as The Guardian, 
I think about 20 women came forward and said he did this when they were younger, all of that stuff. And yet the police didn't go to investigate. They didn't go to question him. He lost his job because he left from um, the BBC radio network and went to go and work at another radio station called Capital. Um, It might seem irrelevant, but his dad's a bishop or was a bishop. Of what? (laughs) Bishop of the ends. Like his his dad was a big, big bishop of the church. I can't even remember which which region or which... um, Petersborough. His dad was the bishop of Petersborough. So it goes to show also the privilege that he had and imagine your dad's a bishop and then you'll come and go, yeah, baby, this is the hood. No, man. Listen, you don't know the hood except for your no. dad's monkhood or whatever that he's doing when he's walking down the church aisle Absolutely. swinging frankincense. You don't know no hood. No, 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 no. No, they don't know. They don't know nothing about but that. But because of the influence that he had, he was the reason that a lot of black American artists made it into the UK. So instead of them looking at the thing and going, this is a bit mad... Everybody would be like, yeah, Westwood is that guy. So he gained a lot of cultural power, meaning that he could do these things to black girls. And of course, if you're doing it to black girls, no one's going to bat an eyelid. You're not going to get called out. You get left to do that whole thing. Anyway, he's now being questioned under caution by the police. Finally. Yes. After how long? Um, The first allegation against him, I think, is from 1982. What? My whole entire life? <laughs> Destiny wasn't years. even a child. That is And wild. he was already out here. Wow. 1982 would be my full and complete 40-year life. Right. I mean, the world... I'm not surprised. The world continues to show that they... It's giving I'm sorry if I'm talking gross. stupid. I have a bottom grill in. It's okay. I know how that goes. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like it's not there. Um... The world doesn't love black girls. No. The world doesn't love black girls anywhere. Look how long, thank you, black girl. Um, <laughs> look how long it took them to say something about R. Kelly. Yeah. Mary and Aaliyah and so forth and so on. So it's not surprising to me that it's taken 40 years for a white man to get taken down. Yeah. And he's not even all the way taken down, he's right? Not. He's they're just, just now being questions. investigated. Yeah, they're just asking him questions. Okay. Questions. Yeah. Right. Question. I mean, he's been fired. And this is another thing. He's been fired from these radio stations, right? But then they keep booking him in Nigeria to come and make appearances. Mm. So he spent a lot of Christmas in Nigeria making appearances. Colonialism is a disease that affects the whole world. Literally. Right. It's a glo- that's the first global pandemic. Baby, yes. the very first ever. <laughs> Because oh. <laughs> I'm just like, like, when will we have respect for ourselves? Why are you bringing a guy if not to flog him? Because if I was inviting him there, I'd invite him under the ruse that he's going to perform. No. And then we'll all now collect our hands together and we'll beat him together. Like, that, <laughs> that's what we'll be happening. We'll gather him and we'll beat him on the dance floor. Like, that's what I would be doing. But you lot really brought him out there and you're helping him to increase his pension. He needs to go and chill. So how we get rid of him? Like, what's the move here? And this is what we need Collectively. To- <laughs> what's the what? I'm about it. I'll be ready to go. I'm like, what's the action? <laughs> it says here, DJ Tim Westwood has been interviewed under caution by the Metropolitan Police in relation to five sexual offenses, um, offense allegations dating back more than 40 years. The 65-year-old was interviewed in March again last week in relation to offences allegedly committed in London between 1982 and 2016. A statement from the Met did not name Westwood, who was a DJ at BBC Radio uh, 1 from 1994 to 2013. Why was he there that long? What did he really DJ that needed to be DJed? 
I have a I have an American question. So yeah, okay. sorry. All right, Don't know how y'all stuff works. So yeah, I just want to know. Is there like a statue of limitations that exists over there? Or like, how does that work? Because that's some bullshit that exists over here. Yeah, I, we kind of, kind of, kind of. Somehow, we, we, like, yes. rape that happened more than eight years ago, it's not rape anymore. Exactly. Right, but we're hoping that because of the number of people Bye. who are like, this is ridiculous, that hopefully something happens. Something, something needs to happen. Even if they go legally, you lot can't do anything. Guys, where is he? Went to carnival last year, like he was fully out on road during carnival. I carnival, not in Hill Carnival at 65 and yeah. 65. And then he'll come on his 65. ass, Pondy Road. That's wild. At this point, I blame some of y'all, yeah, at 65. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like come on, but they yeah. let him. And the worst part is, up until this documentary came out. He was still being booked to be at uni, university raves. You know, like university events. Where there's college, no for me. college yeah. girls. College girls, yeah. This is the, I'm telling you, the world don't love black girls. This is so no just for me. what it We're is. We're talking freshmen. Sturdy. Sturdy no for me. It's a sturdy. Are you all okay over there? Ooh. Everybody Everyone good? good? <laughs> Great. Oh. Don't make me talk about you on the podcast. Oh. You know how I say already. Oh, God. Right, so. What is happening? (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's better. Um, No, but um, freshmen, college freshmen, those are the girls that you're being booked to be at their raves. And then one guy tweeted one time, I remember he was like, I woke up this morning and um, Tim Westwood was coming out of one of the girls' bedrooms and Mm. she would... He's 65. He's 65. And things are still functioning. I don't know if they are still functioning. Um, But he says things when he's doing his club nights. Imagine that this is, give me some beats like it's a club night. Like, some kind of, no, he does Bashman. He does like, does he do Bashman hip hop? Wow. No, because he's dying his hair, but he does look 65. What if he looks He's been dying his hair. If he don't look 65, what does he look? <laughs> because he's sucking the blood. He's, no, he's because a demon. he's taking the blood of black girls. <laughs> so he's he's a, a vampire. He's not like a, a, a plastic surgeon on call. No, he, no. If you see him, look at him. It's giving feelings. No, his eyes are dead. I don't want to look at that anymore. He's not a good person. No, you lot are choosing. It's not for me. No, but you know what? You lot are choosing pictures before he was 65. You're literally looking at pictures so of when he, he was probably, like 40 something. He's down to the fillers. He's down to the fillers. He's just Definitely a very gangly man. And he, and, he, and he makes a point of dying his hair and dying his beard. Absolutely. This he's is where old, old I, just, I have he two didn't words. Have any facial and this, hair this and the last thing I have for him. Yeah. And that's natural selection. Evidently. Natural selection. Natural selection. We got to get him out but, of here. I mean, I mean, so you're saying that white man is, is going to Nigeria? Yeah. And they're allowing him. Exactly. Yeah, they're letting him. Right? Whom? Hannibal Burris. Yes. <laughs> he seems to be on a roll. Ooh. <laughs> Period. That's my question. No, this is what I'm saying. 
We need to be protected by black men. We need to be protected. And it's black male club promoters that are booking him and letting him come over. Right there. And you know, like, the protection of young black girls in Nigeria is limited. So you can come over there, do whatever you want to do, and you're not worrying about the police getting you. So I'm just like, Nigerians, we need to move more, like, stealthily. So like Jay said, though, what's the move? Like, what are we doing? I'm still figuring it out. So if anybody wants to submit things, (laughs) Kaysen has given us one suggestion many times. (laughs) <laughs> well, Javier said Hannibal Burris called oh, wow. him out. And Hannibal Burris seems yeah. to have a pretty good track record. Yeah. With once he calls somebody nice. out, it just gets to roll in the way I that it needs wait. to. I can't wait. So. I mean, he's been at club nights when he said, I'm remembering that he's 65. He'll be at this, these events and he'll be like, if your pom-pom's tight, put your hands in the air. All the tight Panani girls, put your hands in the air. And remember, these are college freshman events. So you know that you're talking to like 16, like 17 year olds, 18, like just, it's weird. It's really, really weird. Yeah, we got to talk to, y'all got to talk to your so uncles. I was about to say, ain't no more big mamas. So no, we got to get the there are no more Back praying on grandmothers on this planet. Somebody got to pray. Somebody <laughs> got to do something. Somebody. Something needs to happen. Anyway, need to get the big there is a clip that we have. We won't play it just yet. There's a clip that we have. I'm going to read you what the article says. So... There is a counsellor. Do you know where Wales is? Wales. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah? I, I know the accent is also slightly different. I yeah. follow a lot of drag queens. So okay. that's what keeps me together geographically. Okay, okay, okay. So there's a counsellor from Wales who um, recently said, um, what is it? He's, uh, it says here, Pembrokeshire County Councillor Andrew Edwards has been accused of saying all white men should have a black man as a slave. Um, (laughs) What kind of news is this? Kalechi, what you trying to do tonight? Like, you trying to rile us up? Like, what's the plan here? What's going on? This is not coming up on my Apple Watch, okay? I am jarred, okay? Taking a bath. Pembrokeshire County Councillor Andrew Edwards is accused of saying... All white men should have black, uh, black man as a slave, and black people were of a lower class than white people. Allegations were leveled against him after the shocking recording surfaced online. In it, the conservative councillor, remember conservatives are like the Republicans over yes, here? here? Yes, here, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are they called over there? Tories or conservatives. What yeah. are they called? Tories. 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 And what's okay. the left called? Huh? Tories and what? A Labour, Labour Party. Tories and Labours. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Tories and um, should, we, should we try and play it? See what we hear? Let's see. So, it's no more. Try and listen. listen. Okay. Okay. Nothing wrong with the skin color at all, I think. All white men should have a black man as a slave or a black woman as a slave. You know, it's, it's nothing wrong with skin color. It's just men are lower class than us white people, you know? So very clearly he says, he says, um, he says here, um, nothing wrong with skin color at all. I think all white men should have a black man as a slave or a black woman as a slave. Uh, There's nothing wrong with skin color. It's just that they're lower class than us white people. It isn't clear where the recording was made, but it sounds busy from what we can hear in that. In response to the accusations he had made the vile, uh, that that he had made the vile rant, Mr. Edwards says, I'm aware of such um, serious allegations being made against me. 
Um, this is why I have self-referred to the Public Service um, Services Ombudsman for an independent evaluation. It is now in the hands of legal ex of experts and the Ombudsman. It would be unfair on the process for me to comment now. <laughs> this is a British man. Yeah. yeah. This is but what's British important man? to remember... Is it a British man? Uh, What's no, his no, name? His name's Andrew Edwards. Andrew Edwards. But this yeah. is a British. This is a British man. Yeah, he's a politician. He's a councillor. <laughs> yes, a he is a bitch. But he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's a what now? He's got two first names, so he's a serial killer. Oh, that's facts. <laughs> but what's important? I why I read that out and why it's important to note? It's because he's a magistrate. What that might not mean much to you, but he's. A judge. So like, oh, he's he's like Clarence Thomas. Like this a problem. Oh, like, is that, is that your equivalent? So when you say a magistrate, like what level? Are there levels? Of, is he like the highest of judges? No, no. Okay, he's just the but regular judge. Enough to make sure that you can go to jail. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a judge is pretty high, huh? Right. Except for Joe Brown. That nigga's <laughs> low. Don't do Joe Brown. Thank you, Miss Holly. <laughs> so. Especially with, like, what you both do. For me, it's like being able to look at a situation like that, not to get us angry, but to think about the fact that somebody can have views like that, and then when um, black people come in front of them in the court, surely we're now going to have to go back over every case that he's looked over, because if you believe that every white man should have a slave, like, what sentencing are you giving these people that you see? And is it disproportionate to what you've given other people? So I think the fact that he was like, oh, I don't need to make any comments because now it's been referred and it would be unfair of me to say anything. I feel like he doesn't feel like he's done anything wrong. He's like... He said it out loud. Of course he doesn't think he's done anything exactly. wrong. Exactly. And there's no consequence. So that's the trap of like, of this sort of fake objectivity that people of privilege often wield when they're held accountable. Yeah. So... He doesn't have to. And the, the worst part of it is no one's going to make him. Yeah. That's the thing. The people who are supposed to be held accountable and have the highest power are never held accountable in the way that they need to be. Yeah. They just... And we got Trump is in town today with the dip, deposition. Yeah, deposition. Shut down. I, that's why I was late. Yeah. What Same. happened? Okay, the traffic was dumb. So he's still... He was at the... Well, he's traveling back and forth from Trump Tower's to the courthouse, I guess, wherever the deposition was happening. Yeah. But he came in town last night because there's a deposition happening today for just one of the civil cases. This is not, this is not the criminal. This is not like... It's not one of the millions no, no, no. of things that there's he's like done wrong. There's like six active cases against this against How this many allegations right does he have? 34. In, just, That's in it? The, just in the New York State government cases, 34 counts. But there oh. are civil counts and that's just one of, I think, three criminal counts that he's up against right now. Wow. And that's who you chose as president. Oh. <laughs> wow. I didn't choose him. I didn't choose... I did not personally know. <laughs> we didn't we do did. that. We did I don't not know, do but that. You know, there's well, always, there's always the a secret one. The numbers don't lie. It wasn't us. Yeah. It wasn't us. Wow. Do, right. you, do you think that he's, he's gonna, not the ones in this room? Right. No, no, no. Do you think that there's a chance that he'll be back? Yeah. I don't. Oh. I don't underestimate anything in this raggedy ass country. I don't underestimate anything with these crazy ass people running so around. Wait, 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 wait. Kill Florida, cut Florida off, and burn it. 
start over. Like, I don't... Slavery just ended legally in Tennessee last year. It's wow. not really over. Like, don't it's put really anything over. past anything it's in this country. It's not really over. Yeah. And I saw this thing the other day where they were like, Americans, the way y'all look at Florida, everybody else looks at y'all. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucking right. I get it. Because it's ghetto out here, and we can't Very do terrible. nothing about it. We do our best. Zero stars. But this is the world that we live in. But do not recommend. But it's the same way that you were asking me, what are we doing about Tim Westwood? Like, what are you doing about America? What are we Girl, doing we about doing the America? Best we can. <laughs> I, you know what? You're right. The I'm best we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> the black-ass best we can. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll be back. We'll figure it out together. I feel like this is the point of all of this. We, we have to figure something out together we're not planning anything in case anyone's listening we're just saying my 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 opinions are talking. not legal it's just banter it's just banter ha ha banter <laughs> we're not doing anything i think the movie the purge was on to something and i'm gonna leave it right there before but they come after me also i love say. that you mentioned that though do you think that in your neighborhood where you live right now like really think about it in your mind in your neighborhood if they turn around tomorrow and says like You've got 24 hours. You can kill whoever you want and nothing's going to happen. Do you think that you'll be safe? I'm going to make it. In Hell my yeah. neighborhood, your neighborhood. I'm going to make it. Where do you live? In my neighborhood, I'm going to make it. I'm going I live in to Little Haiti. It. I'm good. I'm going to make it. You're going to make it? Absolutely. Without question. In my neighborhood, I'm good. Yeah. Gucci. I'm good. I'm, I'm East, Gucci. I'm East Flatbush. We good over there. I'm going to make it. They don't have no reason to take me out. I'm good. <laughs> On any MLK Boulevard. On okay? any MLK Boulevard. <laughs> P- people will try to kill us. Are you, are you sure you're all right Nah, there? nah. With nah, your neighbors the way that they are right uh-uh. now. I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think I'm good. That's it. I think that they would. I think that people that you think are cool with you right now, if they knew that they had 24 hours and they weren't going to get into trouble, oh, you don't now. know. You Kalechi. don't know. All skin folk and kin folk now. Exactly. And that's one thing exactly. we got to keep in mind. <laughs> we got to make sure of that. But I think I'm still good in my neighborhood. I think I'm okay. good. I think I'm good. I look out for the kids in my neighborhood. The people know so, me. So, okay, the kids I aren't going to come for you. The kids aren't going to come for you, but... I really believe that I'm okay. I'm not a threat. <laughs> Where do you live? Are you, you I'm in not Brixton? a threat. Where you I, at? I live in Bermondsey. So are you good? No. Okay. Really? I, no, no, no. I'm not even good. And we haven't even had I the purge. I have way more assets like, and liabilities. So I think they'll keep me. When, where I live, there's a, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Near me, there's a football stadium or a soccer stadium called Millwall. Oh, what now? Millwall, the hooligans there, they're on another level. Like, when I run, when I go for my runs in the morning and I happen to have a route that leads me by Millwall, I run faster. Yeah, I, I don't try and go around there on match days. I keep it moving, right? That's the kind of area that I live in. You've got eight-year-olds or nine-year-olds that will be on them. You know them e-scooters, those scooters that are like zoom, zoom past you now? And you'll be like, watch where you're going. I'm like, shut up, you monkey. Oh, hell no. Monkey. I'm not a What's that giving? Is that like a role? Like, we can read the game to it. Like, why is it? Do you have a kickle? I believe in kicking children. Yes, she does. And I have one. And she, 
And she has a, you broke your foot one time. I did. I did. Y'all want to hear a story real quick? Yes. Okay, so me and my husband, we go into an event. And uh, these little Rahims were in the streets. So they throw their bike in the middle of the street. God. So I roll the window down very kindly, right? I'm kind. I'm a Virgo. Not kind. <laughs> Not kind. Not kind at all. Not kind. I said asshole. I'm kind. I didn't, I didn't say I was nice. I said I was kind. <laughs> so I roll my window down. Can Feels y'all like please move like your bike out the street? The little boy looks at me, grabs his crotch, and says, suck my dick. I said, you want me to do what now? So I got out the car. <laughs> Nope, nope. Kalechi talked about rage tonight. Were you all listening? You were not listening to the cards. She talked about rage and keeping it under control. Oh, my God. I kicked the fucking bike because I was so mad. I'm trying to get the... And I kicked it in the wrong way. She I didn't, kicked the bike. I didn't, broke her I didn't do a Tim stomp. I did a, a, I mean, a football kick. I did a Tad Nasso <laughs> and broke my fucking foot. The best part, though. Let me tell y'all the best part. Let me tell y'all the best part. The little boy way up the street... He see Jay kick the bike, and he yell, I know your foot hurt. <laughs> That's the best part. So, I know your foot hurt. So I look at him, and I was like, fuck you, little nigga. My foot is just motherfucking fine. I get in the car. I turn to Tristan, and I was like, I think something's really wrong. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen. The foot was broke, broke. Like, it was broke. very broken. I'm talking oh, boot and crutches. Like, I mean, orthopedic, orthopedic boot down for like eight weeks. That's not how we want to be processing I'm your that lesson rage. tonight and keeping your rage under control. <laughs> You're welcome. I know your foot hurt was the best thing I'd ever heard in my life. I know your foot hurt. I know your foot hurt, though. I would he be... was way up the street. That was the best part. He was like, I know your foot hurt. Yeah, he was like, I know your foot hurt, miss. Don't call me Miss Motherfucker. <laughs> I would be I know you're for her Miss. I, I know you're for her, you elderly auntie. Or <laughs> you yelling, you mad, you 30 years old, whatever. So no kicking bikes in this area. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. See? Like young people, they've got audacity. So you always These have to These young really people be different, y'all. Yeah. They different. Well, they don't have grandmothers. The, I don't, um, is that what it is? I think so. Something's wrong. Because Something the thing, I, I, wrong. I, I don't want to walk through groups of them. Because you know, like, they'll say something really, really obvious about you, and it'll just burn. I don't know if you have it over here, but they'll say, you and your. No, no, no. So you'll walk through the group, and then they'll start giggling. And they'll say, look at you, you and your jeans. <laughs> Wait, that's what they do over in Brixton. <laughs> Brixton? In South London. But you don't, there might not be anything wrong with your jeans, but the moment that they said, look at you and your jeans, that is instantly, your jeans are a piece of shit. No, let me tell you what you got to do. Let me tell you what you got to do. Because I had a classmate who was trying me back when I was in school, and I said, you want to get funny? I'm going to get motherfucking hilarious. So, these kids, they start approaching you, you got to get stupider with them. They're like, oh, look at your jeans. Pull out your taser and say, little nigga, I will fry you like a piece of fish. And I guarantee you, they'll never say anything to you again as you pass. That's if you are okay with threatening people. <laughs> I am. Just want to make sure you all are clear. In case you're wondering. You happen to be able to get a taste Just a disclaimer. Just a pocket knife. I know that he's bone Or a pocket knife. If we happen to have these things. casually threatens people all the time. 
And this is the problem in America. <laughs> so we've covered all of that. And I guess I have to find something that is on your side of the pond. Oh, gracious God. I want to talk about Nick Cannon. Why? <laughs> Do we really have to? I don't think we should. <laughs> I just, okay, okay, okay. As an academician. Yes, yes. I am a person who loves to dig deep into the origin. Let's get down to the root of the matter. Okay. As such, I have committed to doing uh, a deep dive into the etymology of Nick Cannon's lineage. Yes. We have done... We have done extensive synthesis around the baby mother to baby ratio. Okay. Over time. So it's a longitudinal study. You understand? <laughs> she got bar graphs, she got pie graphs. We really have to get down the other to the meat are. of the matter, okay? The only way we're gonna get on the other side of this is if we understand it at its core. All right? Yes. So if you insist yes. that we dig down into the problem that is Nick Cannon. Yes, please. I'm willing to lend my expertise. <laughs> so, like, are there not many men here? Because they all, they all, they all signed up for Nick. Ooh. The girls, the people them, the, oh, the, the, the girlies. No, listen. Well, I think that was only 12 of them. And that's, like, in the whole that's country. Right. It's like 12. He got like but 12 that, but isn't or 14. That 12? It's 12. Of 12. 12 is not a no, lot. No, no, It's 12 it's 12. Children. Let's it's pick 12 out 12 children. ladies in the room. No, no, it's 12 children, six baby mamas. Oh, okay. Huh? <laughs> Mariah is not included. No, I don't ever think about Mariah when I'm thinking about she the rest of the No, no. She chose them too. <laughs> and we're not going to not hold people accountable because of they can sing in 16 octaves. I don't give a fuck. I was like, she chose that nigga too. And he was like 10 years her junior. You're about to see Virgo on Virgo violence because Kevin Morosky. Oh, Kevin, you want a box? What's happening? We got a butterfly. We got a Mariah Stan. No, this is true. You're right. They were married. I mean, it was a weird marriage, but they were married. It was a what? We haven't got that my act. But she still, still made him whether they married or not. In fact, she married him. The rest of them didn't. Yo, so she's you still saying, made a choice. You saying because she's a wife and not a... True. Is, it, is she a wife my... that makes her less a baby mama? Is she, because she's a wife that makes her less baby mama. Who said what now? What TV show is that? What TV show is that? I didn't know anything okay, about that. Okay, so that's that like for the love of Nick Cannon? It can't be. Is it oh, like... No, 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 I want to know. So you said because she's a wife, she's less baby mother? No. No, I'm just We got to know over here. That was... She was way before all of them to leave her out of it. But she still chose him? Leave she her was, out of it. She was... Because she was the first... <laughs> Well, in, in fairness, in fairness, in fairness, um, the twins were born in 2011. Uh-huh. The next babies wasn't born till 2017. There you go. Okay. Leave so, her out of it. Wait, so those were his first ever children? Yes, the first two. Okay. Morocco. Moroccan and whatever the baby's name Monroe is. Monroe and Rocco. That's right. That's right. Monroe. Wait, wait, wait. Morocco. What, Maracas That's and Morocco? It. That's right. <laughs> I'm just trying to... That's okay. right. That's right. 
Kevin Hart. I'm sick of him. Call Epidural. He don't pay That's child support. Joke. It's a joke. It's oh, fake Lord. news. It's Not fake news. Nick Cannon don't pay child okay, support. Okay, so but this is what I'm trying to understand. And maybe stay with me here. He said that the reason that he's doing all of this stuff is because he's got lupus, right? He not allegedly, a allegedly, allegedly, he's got okay. lupus. So he, he does have lupus, but a chronic illness is not an excuse. I have eczema, no, no, but no, and I've, I've had, had it my whole life. And does that license me to go out in the world? You know what I'm saying, and I got fucking arthritis. That don't mean that I'm gonna just be out here make. You know what I'm saying? Niggas got. I got anemia. I got asthma. I got flat feet. I'm nearsighted. <laughs> like that don't make no. That's not an Bitch, excuse. I should whip out my inhaler. Is that, isn't lupus genetic? Yes, it is. So it's an autoimmune exact, disorder. All right, so where I'm going with it is like... It's a recessive gene. It's a recessive gene, yes, right? Yes, it is. But, okay, is, is he conscious of then the women that he's... Probably not. All right. What so do you probably, think, probably not. So probably not. So the reason I'm asking this is because if were you to have a child who then has lupus, you would then want to make sure that they have the best quality of life. But the way that you're currently living, you are not going to parent that child. Like, so you're being irresponsible is my point, really. Like, you know that you have this condition. You know that if a child were to have this condition, you're not actually going to be around because you've got um, 17 other million children that you need to be there for. So I feel like, to me, it just feels a bit more sinister it when is. it's all about him and his legacy living on. It is. It totally is. But I think we don't deal with the fact that some men just have, like, a fetish around, like, you know, you know, just producing okay. children. Because, like, because fully like healthy autoimmune disorder, whatever or not... There is, you are one human being and you are never going to be able to be there for 12 children across six women and that's yeah. just that on that. I don't care how much money you got. But does he have enough money to cover all of that? Hours. He got the same 24 hours I got and I'm sleepy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. No. And I got one and a spouse. Period. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> so, same. I fell asleep at 7.30 p.m. And I, that sounds late. Yeah. I mean, I was I'm tired. You was cutting it close, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm tired. So tell us more about Nick Cannon. Well, so I did, so if we do the deep dive, it's on my Instagram, right? 12 babies, six baby mamas. The first one starts in 2011. The best part, though, about all of this is if we look at the lineage, the, the names that Nick Cannon has given his children. Okay. <laughs> this is how we know... <laughs> That this is not someone who is caring about the children themselves. Okay. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Do you again, have a I, note with the names? Huh? Do you have a note? Yes, hand me my phone. Somebody, my Thank phone is you. on the table right there. Thank you. Oh, come on. Thank you. Okay. And, and I'm going to find it. Y'all keep Toya talking. keeps you prepared. Because the names is really where it's at, y'all. So you're saying that the first, um, the twins... 2011. Morocco and Monroe. Is it, was it Rocco? Rocco and Monroe. Wait, I know. Morocco, Morocco and? Monroe. Monroe. You know, you guys. The you got... Listen, they about to come up on the stage and be like, who's your favorite artist? <laughs> <laughs> Name them. Top five. Go. We have to know. I can't finish a Mariah song, so I need to behave. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out. Did something happen between 2011 yes, and 2017? Kia's going to tell you. Yeah, she left Mariah him. left So him. he... The, and he fell apart. So he's distraught. Is, it, is he acting out? 
Huh? Taylor Swift. This is, I feel like that's... Yeah, he wants Taylor thing. Swift to be his that's 13th... Oh, no, to, be, to have his 13th child. I don't believe that. That's an unlocking number. Nick Cannon ought to know that Taylor Swift won't even look his direction. But you can't say. You never know. You never know. Eh? Taylor Swift think? is too much of a white woman to be entangled with Nick Cannon. I don't care. She's too deep down in the sea. Ooh, Taylor Award. Swift. But 2023 might give us things that we didn't let expect. Swift cavort with Nick Cannon. True. Under no circumstances. True. There's no way. Who do you think would procreate with him? I mean, maybe a bad behavior. Chelsea Handler. Oh God. Oh God. Chelsea Handler is. She's what? How old? Fifty? She. Chelsea Handler is too old for this Not old game. Huh? He has a type. He has a type. Yeah. Yeah. He has a type. Yeah. You got your list for us. Yes, I do. Okay. Hmm. That could make sense. Yeah, correct. Aesthetically. Okay. So, uh, we have Monroe and Moroccan were babies one and two. Number okay. three, born to baby mom number two, Brittany Bell. His name is Golden. Brittany Bell is the baby mama. That's baby mama number two. Is Her name is Brittany Bell. Yeah. Mariah was number one. Number one. Wife. Spouse. spouse. Huh? So okay. what you want to call? No, we can't because she what? got two she kids with him. <laughs> what are we doing? Here? What in the hell? What the no, hell? No, 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 no. She's no, not no, no, an no, alien. No, no. Two things. Two Mariah. things. I just feel like one, Mariah. Are you not all right? What's all this talking? Mariah was a separate thing, and then he went wild years later. Just separate it. It's fine. So, okay, okay, so how would you guys like us to refer to baby mama number two? As, as the first one. She's baby mama they number two. They just don't want you to refer to baby mama number one. <laughs> All right, so Mariah is she who shall not be named. There okay. we go. Okay. You okay. give it a hand. All right, place. lambs. All right. All right, let's All go. All right. Baby mama number two had babies three and four. Baby, baby number three's name is Golden Saigon Cannon. That sounds like a restaurant. All right? Say that one more time for me. Huh? Say that one more time. Golden Saigon Cannon. Okay. They serve S-A-G-O-N. amazing egg rolls. G-O-N. That's like my kind of carrying on right there. Yeah. She said spell it because she knew it was spelled wrong. <laughs> that right there is my kind of people. Okay. Baby yes. number, this is my, this is, I, I say favorite loosely here. Yeah. Because this is the most ridiculous to me. Okay. All right? Okay. Baby mama's number, I mean, baby number four, the name is Powerful Queen. <laughs> Powerful Queen Cannon. Let me tell you what upsets me about this. All right? Let me tell you. Because we know. I mean, we, it's a lot of it's a lot of black daughters in the room, yeah. right? We know how our mamas call us yeah. when we are not within their proximity, yeah. correct? So imagine you in your bedroom and your mama is in the living room. <laughs> and she said, Powerful Queen! <laughs> Powerful Queen, can you get your behind down here? 
beautiful queen. <laughs> up the street, up the stairs. It's just not the flow is all wrong. Sister, I used to substitute teach, and I had twins in the class named Your Majesty and Your Highness. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. All wrong. It's all bad. Okay. That man named that baby Powerful Queen with a straight face. That's how you know he's a psychopath. All right. On to baby number five. Now, baby number baby number five is the baby that passed away. Oh, okay. Right. Born to baby mama number three, that baby's name was Zion. Okay. 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 All right? Okay. Oh, no, wait. I'm lying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I heard that. Oh. I messed it up. I messed okay. it up. Okay. Okay, so baby number seven died. Babies five and six was another set of twins. Okay. Remember, Mor- Monroe and Moroccan were the first set of twins. Yeah. No, you're not fi- allowed to say that. I love- said, I didn't say their name. I didn't say their mama's name. <laughs> I just said babies number one and two. Babies one and two. Now, babies five and six are twins named Zion and Zillion. What? Wait, Zillion. what's the second? I said, Zillion. I said, and Zillion's middle name is Maximilian. Zillion Maximilian! Zillion Maximilian Cannon. Manifestation, manifestation, abundance. Ain't that this? Ain't that Elon Musk's kids' names too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now. Uh, I, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Who's baby name? Formula One. Formula One. Yeah. Baby number seven was born to baby mama number four, Alyssa Scott. Now that was the baby that passed away. That's okay. Zen. Okay. Okay. Zen. Okay. Zen. 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 All right, number eight, born to baby mama number four. That baby's name is Legendary Love Cannon, <laughs> which makes the initials LLC. <laughs> That's how we know that Nick Cannon is playing in our faces. Yeah. He's yeah. playing. He's playing in our faces. Yeah. I mean, like, it's utter disrespect at this point. Legendary Love. Legendary Love Cannon LLC is wow. the baby's name. People are just going to have, like, wild names in, like, 15 years. Like, they're just people all right, walking all around. Right, all right, Baby number nine, born to baby mama number five. Okay. Lanisha Cole, that's the black one. Okay, okay. There's one. Yeah. That's what I was going to lead to because he's forgotten the child's name. The black child. The black one. That baby's name is... Oh, the black baby's name is Onyx (laughs) Ice... No, Ebony? Cole. (laughs) What? Onyx Ice Cole. C-O-L-E, Cole. Onyx Ice Cole. Wow. My hotep theories are kicking in, so keep going. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Baby, baby number 10 circles back to baby mama number two. Okay. Okay. And that baby's name is Rise Messiah, which I take issue Rise, with. Rise, like he has risen? Because the Messiah already rose. Yo, talk about it. As far as I'm concerned. Yes. I mean. <laughs> the tomb is empty. He got up. He got up. I mean, just this past 
had thought you had did, Nick. But you late. Yes. Because the Messiah has rose. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, Rise Messiah, my God. Yo, and baby number 11 circles back to baby mama number before. three. So two, three came back again for the two, three. Okay. okay. He likes to circle back. Yeah. Circle back. Remixing. That baby's name is Beautiful. Beautiful what? What you mean, all? Who knows? <laughs> who said all? Who mean all? Who said it was a few of us. It was at problem. least 12 people in here who in said all. In the tarot, I said seek your equal. Can you see what is happening? We're saying all. We're not going to find the equal when you're doing this. All right. And finally, uh, again. Beautiful canon. Beautiful canon. Beautiful He's canon. About him. Rise Messiah canon. He's talking about himself. Beautiful canon. It's followed by baby number 12, which was born of baby mama number five. Oh, okay. So we have three baby mamas on the re-up here. Okay. All right? <laughs> and this baby's name is Halo Marie. <sighs> Halo. Halo. That's what, we waited all that time for Halo Marie. We waited yeah. all that time. Yeah. But the thing is, he's not remembering the name. So that should tell you everything you need to know because the argument online is that, what do you know? Maybe he can raise them. Maybe he could be there for all of them. Well, he's not remembering a name. Like, he's, he's clear. Yeah, he's really struggling. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Except for Lanisha, baby. Well, that tells us everything. I was just curious. I, I just thought that you could help me out with the Nick Cannon thing. So thank you. You did a fab, fabulous thank you. job. Happy to be of service. Thank you both so much the moral for joining of this me. This story is when y'all see Thank Nick Cannon you. cross the street. <laughs> Please it's give it up. It's for the best. It's for the best. <laughs> Please give it up for Jade and Kia. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. And so, I guess that's slowly bringing us to the end of the show. And then we're going to have like half an hour or so to chat and take some pictures and do our thing. This is for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, for us to take pictures and chat. So, um, this brings us, we've done So You Mad. So this brings us to Straw of the Week, a.k.a. Yes. It brings, it brings us to that part of the show. So the person I chose, do you know who I chose this week for Straw of the Week? What did they do? <laughs> so actually, I wait for you all to settle because this is serious. Rishi Sunak, I don't know what he did. He's sure. I don't know what he did this week. Um, I chose the Dalai Lama. So everyone is familiar with what happened? Okay. All right. Um, you're not going to explain. You're just going to cast. <laughs> so you also, let me just read you. In case you didn't know what the Dalai Lama did, I'll read it to you. So did he have an event earlier this week? Huh? Oh, it's last week? Last week, yeah, I think. So, here it says, 
Dalai Lama apologizes after video asking child to suck his tongue sparks outcry. And again, I really want us to think about the way that the media phrase things to make it sound ridiculous or to take power away from it. Because it sounds frantic and it's like, no, what happened was really wild. Um, so anyway, it says here, the Dalai Lama has apologized after a video emerged showing the spiritual leader kissing a child on the lips and then asking him to suck my tongue at an event in northern India. In a statement Monday, the office for the Dalai Lama said he wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt his words may have caused, adding he regrets the incident. His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. Before cameras is very important. Um, his apology comes after a video of the exchange which took place during an event in the hillside city of um, Dharam Shala in February went viral on social media with many users criticizing the Dalai Lama's actions. In the video, the young boy can be seen approaching the Nobel Peace Prize winner. Interesting who gets these prizes. Um, before asking, can I hug you? <clears throat> the 87 year old spiritual leader then invites the boy on stage and points to his cheek and says first here prompting the boy to give him a hug and a kiss then the Dalai Lama points to his lips and says then I think finally here also he then pulls the boy's chin and kisses him on the mouth and suck my tongue he says after a few seconds poking his tongue out the identity of the boy is not known. He was at the event with the M3M Foundation, the philanthropic arm of Indian real estate company M3M Group, um, where the Dalai Lama lives in permanent exile. Um, they've reached out to the foundation for comment. Obviously, no comment has been made. Um, yeah, some of Dalai Lama's supporters have decried the criticism, however, arguing that the leader's actions have been misinterpreted under a Western lens. It's that they say expression of emotions and manners today has been melted together and become vividly westernized. That was said by a Tibetan, uh, Tibetan activist on Twitter, bringing in narrative of other cultures, customs and social influence on gender and sexuality to interpret Tibetan way of expression is heinous. Sticking out one's tongue is a sign of respect or agreement and was often used as a greeting in traditional Tibetan culture according to the Institute of East Asian Studies at the University of California. Um, the current Dalai Lama, Tenzin Gyatso, is the world's best-known living Buddhist figure. Um, I don't know. I, oh, it also says here, he apologized after a 2019 interview with the BBC during which he said, if a female Dalai Lama should succeed him, she should be more, um, she should be more attractive. And uh, the previous year... He suggested Europe should be kept for Europeans uh, when speaking about the rising level of African refugees entering the continent. He said the whole Europe will eventually become a Muslim country, impossible, or African country, also impossible, he said, adding that it's better to keep Europe for Europeans. And this one is so tough because I... I believe in staying respectful of people's spiritual practices, but I want to cast your leader. Like, I need to cast your leader. 
You said that sticking of the tongue, sticking out of the tongue is part of this culture, this Tibetan culture. All right, but it's sucking of the tongue. Because the sucking of the tongue was not part of it. Now you're ad-libbing. Now you're freestyling. That was not part of the thing. And obviously, I have a real issue with the way that spiritual leaders, um, royal family members get to molest and abuse children. And then they're not held accountable. We talked about Tim Westwood earlier. Jimmy Savile. I don't know if you lot have ever heard of Jimmy Savile. Um, the fact that even on another level, because we're not necessarily talking about young people, but just in terms of like, and women, right? How we could know that Trump said, you know, grab them by the pussy and he still made it into the White House. Like, there is a real problem that we're not addressing. And I feel, for those who are into astrology the way that I'm into astrology, Pluto being in Aquarius from January 2024 properly for 20 years, there is going to be an uprising in a very, very major way. And certain people are going to get got. If you're listening, I'm not inciting anything. I'm just telling you what I saw in the charts. Um, because Aquarius represents the people. Pluto represents power, the way that power has been misused. Pluto also represents death and rebirth. So remember that when all the uprisings happened in 2020, that was Saturn in Aquarius. And um, Aquarius, again, like I said, groups of people sat in this structure, ripping away things that aren't working, right? Um, so Saturn and Aquarius came in and it was like, hey guys, you have a problem. You need to wash your hands. Wash your legs. You know, Saturn pointed out some things. It was like, you need to work on this. And everybody was like, yeah, whatever. Didn't do it. So Saturn left. Saturn went into Pisces. Pluto coming for your blood clot in Aquarius, it's not going to be as nice as Saturn was. And Saturn is not even nice. So Pluto is going to be way more, like, there's going to be way more conflict. Way more conflict. And we're already seeing it. When you think about spiritual leaders, the ways that people live their life, a lot of people are tied to what they believe, what they've been indoctrinated with, whichever religion that you want to go with, there is a level of socialization to ascribe to certain things within that. You're going to find over the next, I would say specifically to begin with, the next three years, everybody's, everybody's religious structure, something's going to come for it. Whoever represents that, whoever is at the head of or the highest echelon of whatever that thing is, something's going to happen that you're going to have to look at them and remember that they too are human. So are you following the practice or are you following humans? And I think that people haven't quite decided yet. And we're going to have like rude awakenings and people are going to feel mad lonely because if that's all you've ever known, like I'm going to entrust my faith to this pastor. I'm going to entrust my faith to this person. I'm gonna, you're going to be led back to yourself. Like you're going, so when we had the love reading earlier, it was talking about like rejection is protection. You're going to be rejected from the institutions that you have given your faith over to because you're going to be asked to find the God in yourself. And that's not to say, oh, but if you're doing that, it's idolatry. No, it's because you're made in the expression of the divine. So you're going to have to go back to yourself for sovereignty. Self-sovereignty is going to be what we're looking at over the next, like, 20 years. Are you going to, we talked about it earlier, even in terms of career, are you going to wait for someone to come and give you permission to live your life? Because that's why people are moving mad on the internet. You're upset, you're miserable because you're sitting there and you're like, why is my life shit? I'm just going to get rude online on a burner. And it's like, you can actually just go out and live life. You know, when people go like, go and touch grass, it sounds like they're being disrespectful and like more time they are. But actually, go and touch grass. Like, go and commune with nature. Go and feel what it feels like to be part of earth. Because I feel like 
westernized, the way that we've all been westernized, the way that we um, have to ascribe to capitalism, it means that we see ourselves as separate to nature. We believe that we are humans and nature is over there. Nature is the trees, the weather, the water, but we are also part of nature. We are nature. So if we're moving mad, guess what's going to happen to the nature? It's going to move mad as well. So I'm, we're going to face some really drastic things over the next five years specifically, but remember that Pluto stays in Aquarius for 20 years. We're going to see some real initial things that's going to shake us to wake up so we can start doing the work because we're not going to survive like this. We're not going to survive the way that things are. The last time that Pluto was in Aquarius was in the 1700s and then the French had their revolution. We had the Industrial Revolution. They took their man to the guillotine. I'm not giving Britain any ideas. I'm just saying what I saw before. I'm just saying what I saw. That's all. What I read. But at the same time, what we, um, all of those things that we saw there, it means that we are going to have to do something. And for America, I think that specifically it's going to be about gun control. Like it's going to be, you're going to have to look at certain things. Um, and that's why the land acknowledgement and things like that, all of those things come into play because Pluto going into Aquarius, that means that America is having a Pluto return. Yeah. Because when all of this, the country was founded and different states were founded at different times, different constitutions, whatever. But energetically, it just means that America will have to reckon with how this country was built. Well, this country as we know it, because it was already doing its own thing before, right? We're going to have to reckon with that. And so if you got something through bloodshed and oppression, what do you think is going to happen when you have to reckon with what happened, you know, with all of those things? Um, and so I feel like that's why it's important for all of us to get an idea of what is it that we're trying to do? Where is it that we're trying to go? Because what comes to me, even whenever I do tarot, is that people have to look outside of what they immediately know as home and think about where their lives are going beyond this. And if this is where you're going to choose to stay you're going to have to really strongly think about community because the government will keep moving further and further and further away from you. And then you're going to be like, rah, like we've got no support from the government. We haven't got this, we haven't got that, but you've got, we've got each other. So I feel like we're going to see the devolution of even within states, like people are going to start doing things. There's going to be more, I don't want to use communes because it feels cultish, but you know that like people are going to have their own groups of people. When it comes to healthcare, you're going to have a doctor that's in your area. You're all going to have to start figuring it out together and asking people for help because it's, it's, it's serious things. And I think that the Dalai Lama, why I mentioned him, obviously what he said, suck my tongue to the boy. Go suck your mother, Dalai Lama. Go suck your mother. Um, that's one of what I wanted to get out of the way. But ultimately we're seeing that a lot of people are shaken now because Think about the way that Eastern practices, Eastern spirituality is lauded over us all of the time. Like, that is it. Um, West African practices are demonized. Like, demonized, like, that's base, that's disgusting, that's demonic, that's horrible. But Eastern practices were like, oh, that's great. That's the height of spirituality. That's what we're all aiming for. We don't need to denigrate anybody else's practices. Everybody can do what they're doing. But the fact is there, there is value in our own diasporic practices as well that takes us to our roots. And I think it's important to pay reverence to that. And I think that those are the kind of things that keep us going henceforth. Um, 
I'm sharing that bit of astrology because I think it's important. I don't think I traveled all the way to New York just coming for us, for us to look in like each other's faces and not speak the truth. Like, why are we here then? Like, if, who is it? Um, that quote that says, if I love you, I have to show you um, the things about yourself that you don't see. But I feel like we already see it. We just have to speak it out and be like, we need to get to work. And that's not the work of self-improvement, but it's the work of actively seeing the world around us and the people around us and choosing intentionally to love them. Outside of romantic relationships, like showing the love that is of community, because things are going to get very, very wild before they get better. So prepare for the wildness because we've got before 2026 it's going to get very mad but after there's something that's going to happen before 2026 where everyone's going to be like you know what fuck it and because of that we actually end up in a way saving ourselves this is all i'm just looking at patterns right don't let the corset fool you i've been paying attention (laughs) right 2026 looks great the way that 2020 did not but there are lessons for us to learn the whole time. So I'm saying, don't be scared when things start looking very, very mad. But what you're asked to do is when you see things looking very mad, turn to the person next to you, the people around you. You know, when we made the joke about the purge earlier, in your neighborhood, are you good? If shit goes down tomorrow, are you good in your neighborhood? If you're not, what are you doing? Are you trying to build more relationships or are you moving? I don't know which one's going to be the thing that you need to do. But that question wasn't asked lightly. I mean, we came across it, but everything is like given to us by spirit, right? Decide if you're good because in the next year and a half, it will get mad. And you need to know that the people that you live next door to, the people that that are around you, that they've got you. And if you don't know that they've got you, you've got to figure out who's got you. Because come 2026, it's going to be great. But before that, we've got a lot of work to do. So I hope that that helps. Yeah. And ultimately, I'm just really glad that we got to do this. I got to come through and be here with you all. Thank you. Thank you to Annie and Brent for helping me. Thank you, Veronica, for helping me. Thank you to my baby people that came from London to be here with me. Um, I didn't catch the name of the 18-year-old. Thank you, Maria, for traveling over here. I really appreciate that. Like, I don't... I don't know when you started listening to the podcast. I don't know if you should have been listening, but, <laughs> but I'm glad that it's um, helped you. But no, honestly, I appreciate you, Jade and Kia, for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate that. And ultimately, this is all we're trying to do. Make sure that there's space in the world for us to be great and to know joy and to know peace. And if that means that we need to tell a couple of people to suck out, then I guess that's what we do, right? Right. So... In order to make time for us to have some quick photos and things like that, I have been Kalechi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. Thank you so much. It's the Benz Brunani woman, it's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Hope you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long truths. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.